Welcome to the Cosmic Cafe, the companion podcast to thecosmiccircus.com. I'm Isla Ruby, and we have an exciting interview today. The second season of Apple TV Plus's Invasion premiered a little over a month ago, and we got to speak with Eric Henry, the show's VFX supervisor, about bringing those big cinematic sequences to life. Enjoy! Hi, Eric. It's it's wonderful to meet you. Uh, nice to meet you, Isla. Um, so Invasion is a very VFX-heavy show, um, and I'm, I'm very excited to talk to you about it. Um, so I want to kind of just jump right in since we're limited on time. Um, so that first episode, let's talk about it. There's, you know, it came out today, and, you know, that first sequence is like, there's a lot of fire, there's the aliens. Can you talk about like, you know, bringing that to life. I think I read that it took six weeks to just shoot, not, you know, post or anything like that. So I'd love yeah. to hear how that came to be. Uh, six weeks to post uh, or uh, six weeks to shoot and probably, uh, you know, four or five months to post. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. So it's um, we started uh, Alex uh, Sakharov is the director of the episode. And he was keen to have something that felt like the camera was in amongst the fighting. Mm-hmm. And, um, and of course, Mitski, uh, the, our, our heroine is, is fighting and saving people and, um, you know, uh, whether it be children or people who are, have been knocked down, she's doing all of that stuff. So what we started with, uh, Alex did storyboards for the whole sequence, like every little beat. Uh, and then we prevised the heck out of it, adding the alien in. Uh, small tweaks were made because um, of the way the aliens move. Oh, well, we can take advantage of that here or there. Um, and then they went and shot it. And let me tell you, they just did exactly what we we planned. And oh wow, sometimes it works. Um, you know, it doesn't always, but they they just shot it perfectly and gave us every opportunity to have success and, um, you know, giving room for an alien, uh, moving the camera in a, in a way that that allowed for the alien to be placed in the scene. Alex and 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 his team really delivered for us. Um, I had a supervisor on the ground uh, um, uh, who helped in that. And then we go into post and the team at Weta took all of those shots and um the, you know the, the this is an alien that they knew well from season 1 because they had done all of those but what happens when you work with an alien over time you get better and better at it and uh, <laughs> you know there was a, a shorthand between us and and getting those uh you know 3D objects to um sit in the frame and and the animations were i think uh exceptional in in that scene we get a chance to uh, of course have people killed um, but just seeing them in all, uh, giving different places for them to run, rooftops, down into alleys, and um, it, it giving a lot more character than than I think we had in anything in season one. So it, it was really, that, that's, that opening scene was supposed to do one thing and one thing only, is to say, season one, you have a little bit of aliens and a lot of character development, and what are you going to get in season two? boom you're gonna get <laughs> aliens left and right and and a, and a war basically open up and tell the audience this season is about all-out war 
I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because so season one, a lot of character development, but season two, like there's so much more, um, there's a lot of sci-fi stuff, you know, not without um, going too much into the show because I know it, it hasn't aired yet. There's like the mothership. There are these really cool, um, there's this fog, which I would love to talk to you about um, and how I guess you, so there's this big battle between, you know, Anisha, uh, Luke, Clark, they're, you know, escaping these hunter killer aliens. Yes. Can you talk about like bringing the fog to life because that just was completely creepy um it totally worked and like it wasn't a jump scare but you know it was was terrifying so yeah well yeah I mean obviously that was um a a challenge um because we were shooting that in um outdoors and and it's tough to to keep all of that fog uh, the, the live action fog. So obviously we had to augment it. And mm-hmm. uh, there are scenes where, you know, people are being chased and uh, they couldn't get any fog. And so we're really adding it. And the idea of the fog was supposed to be a little bit of, you know, where where is it coming from next? <laughs> and uh, And also just, you know, when they're in the car, and driving along and Anisha looks out and, you know, searching and searching and, and Luke's feeling something. And, and then you see them kind of um, running alongside. In other words, these new aliens being able to keep up with the car easily. um, It's like, Oh, okay. Now what's going to happen. I I just think that um, that scene. Yeah. Was, was really well, uh, again, uh, pre-vised and, and thought out. And I think that um, anytime you can use, uh, you know, a natural element to play hide and seek with your aliens, um, it's it's going to be a success. And, and I think that's that's probably why that is. And I think people like that, that scene quite a bit. Was there any, um, you know, anything, whether it be other, you know, other shows or other movies that you kind of drew inspiration uh, from or kind of um, like had little Easter eggs for in this season? Um, I think I read something about the abyss at one point and how that was, you know, that inspired some of this stuff. I'd love to hear if there's anything else. Absolutely. I mean, years ago, I actually worked on the abyss um, (laughs) because I'm old, (laughs) but um, you know, that was one of those things where we were super careful of we had we had to create an alien for season two, a higher life form, a, mm-hmm. senti- a sentient life form. Um, and Simon gave us the the marching and Simon Kinberg, the creator of the show, gave us the marching orders that he wanted it to be um, beautiful and, you know, kind of ethereal and and um it wouldn't have eyes and it wouldn't um, be able to communicate in a, in a typical, you know, human to human way. So how are you going to do it? And then he left, <laughs> you know, left <laughs> us with it um, because that's, that's our job. And what we came up with, I think um, still can emote. And there, there's a great level of emotions that we were able to get in Um and obviously the comparison to um, to the abyss came in because it does feel like it's at sometimes made of water this this entity. And of course there's the the character, you know, the alien um, takes on the shape of water. 
in uh, in the abyss. Um, but it, in the abyss, it also creates a face at one point, mm-hmm. for the actor to to work against. Uh, we never did that. Um, you know, we couldn't do that. Uh, and yet, I think there are intimate intimate moments uh, with one of the characters and this um, entity alien that I think are real powerful. And and it's amazing that you can do it, um, but we were aware of the comparison to uh, the abyss. And we said, if people are uh, comparing it, that's, that's high praise. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that we um, are uh, overtly trying to copy it in any way. Um, It is, it's a whole different, um, whole different thing. And it's driven by, um, you know, all the emotional moments are driven by you know, something that happened um, to this character recent as recently as as season one, and uh, and so you have to have watched to understand why um, there's a kind of love hate relationship going on. <laughs> I think it totally works with the story yeah. and and you know everything that's been building, and I think this might be my last question. Um, was there anything that you really loved? Um, you know, loved working on this season that you're super proud of that just was like a joy to, to create and bring to life? Um, I would say um, that one of the things that I think is most successful is we get, uh, in season one, you saw a ship mm-hmm. that was, you know, an unknown. And in season two, we get to go inside it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that as you watch the episodes, because it's it's a little later in the season when you go inside and you see certain things, um, I I thought that that the execution of that was a lot of a lot of fun. I think it gives you real science fiction moments that mm-hmm. I guess I kind of are dear near and dear to my heart. Uh, sure, the uh, the challenge of the entity was was a tough one, and I'd say more difficult than what I'm talking about in the interior. But there's some great, big, vast moments where it's it's almost, I guess, the success of, of the interior of that ship and my you know love of that part was that it it reveals without being in your face. It just mm-hmm. kind of you walk into it and you go, oh my God, this is a, a place that is so vast. I can't even, my mind is blown, but we're not making too much of it. We're, we're, you're just seeing it as, of course, that's what it is. Cause it's just big. And um, I, I, I just think those interiors uh, uh, by a company called Renault uh, effects in Montreal are some of the best in the, in the show. And I um yeah, I think people will really enjoy those if you're a science fiction freak. <laughs> and we definitely are. Right. Um, well, thank you very much. This has been wonderful talking. Okay. Well, I enjoyed it too. Have a great day. You too. Take care. Thank you for listening. You can find the companion article for this podcast, along with all the other news for those who like superheroes, science fiction, and fantasy, films, TV shows, and other media at thecosmiccircus.com. Have a great day.